Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the United States of America. God's not done with this country yet. Amen. Come on. God is not done with this country yet. Amen. He's not done with his church. He's not done with his country. And I am truly, I would not be standing here this morning if it wasn't for the uh, uh, ladies and men that have fought for our country and is still fighting for our country and still keeping us safe, uh, all of the police officers and rescue workers and everyone that keeps our, um, I often say, you know, all of these things going on about our police officers and don't want to fund this and fund that. And, I, you know, I always say it's a funny thing that they're the first ones you call when, pardon me saying this, when all hell's breaking loose on your street, uh, they're the first ones you call. So we thank God for them. We respect them. And we honor them and thank everyone for serving in our country. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to uh, want you to continue to pray uh, for Jason's mom and dad. They have COVID. They uh, pastored the Church of God in Harrisonburg. So if you'll continue to remember them in prayer. And Pastor Steve and Cindy both have COVID. And they're ones in South Carolina and ones in... Uh, uh, West Virginia with each one of their uh, daughters, and there's many other ones that we need to pray for. There is a Baptist pastor over towards Stewart's Draft that is not doing real well. We want to continually lift him and his uh, family up in our uh, prayers. Uh, yesterday was our anniversary, and yeah. We've been married for 39 long years. No, 39. She said long, long, wonderful years. But I have been so blessed that for a woman that has stood by me through all the thick and thin and all my craziness. Amen. She has been there with me. And uh, Ruth, you don't have to agree with that. So. Amen. I am very, very blessed. She's a wonderful wife, wonderful mother, and one wonderful lady of our church, and her handprints are all over this church and all over the life of my daughter and myself, and so I love you, sweetie. And all her hand, Daryl said her hand's all over the keyboard, so anyway, <laughs> praise the Lord. Thank you for coming this morning in the presence of uh, the Lord. Um, I want to talk just for a few minutes. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to close our series out on uh, faith. We've talked about faith all summer. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been taking notes. I hope you've been getting something uh, out of it. I hope your faith has been uh, growing. So the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to be closing that out. On September the 18th, it's going to be Youth and Young Adults um, uh, Sunday. We're going to have a luncheon for them downstairs. Uh, and then uh, September and October... Uh, we have uh, uh, someone coming to speak to our youth and young adults also in November and December. So be praying about that. I believe God's got his hand on the next generation. I believe it's our duty and our part uh, and our assignment by God uh, to put money, time, and to love on them. God's got a calling upon their life, and we're going to be a part of helping that being fulfilled. And can I say here an amen for all of that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Talking about faith this morning. I want to talk about looking 
beyond the natural by faith to receive your miracle. Um, I'm just going to kind of recap what we've been talking about all week long. So I want to encourage you to take notes. I want to slow down a little bit uh, this morning because I really want you to get this. I believe if you'll take what I'm uh, fixing, I believe, to feed into your spirit, uh, that God is going to take what's in the natural by faith and give you the miracle that you need. So I just suggest that you take uh, notes. Don't be a casual listener this morning. Please take notes and, and dig in, and let's see what God has for us uh, this morning. Um, because in the natural, I wrote some things down, that you might need a financial breakthrough in your life. Uh, you might need for God to restore your health, uh, maybe restore your marriage. Uh, maybe in your life you've got loved ones like we all do that need the Lord Jesus Christ. You need a revival to start in your family. Uh, maybe you're here and you're, you're younger and you said, I want to uh, step out into to business. Or uh, maybe it's a relationship uh, that's not went too good with your mom or, or dad or a friend and you want to see God restore that. Uh, maybe you want to start a new career. Uh, but it's whatever's in the, the natural in your life that you need God to do something. How many of you have something in the natural in your life and you need God to do something this morning? I think we all do. In the natural. But I want God to take what's in the natural in my life and through faith, I want him to turn that thing around or I need him to work in my life is what we want to talk about uh, this morning. Because we receive everything in our life spiritually. It all comes through the avenue, the door, the gateway of faith. We get nothing spiritually happens in our life without the doorway, gateway of faith. So... Remember, faith is not really the words that I speak or the emotion I feel or maybe the debate I have. Because until we understand that everything in our life spiritually comes by faith, we are not going to experience the best in our life. When we understand that everything that we get spiritually is by faith until we come to grips with that, or we understand that, then we're not going to live the best life that God has for you and I. And how many of you believe this morning that God wants us to live a great life? You know, he, he has things in our life He really wants us to do. Romans chapter 1 and verse uh, 17 put it like this, for in the righteousness of God is revealed from, say with me, faith to faith. It is written, it is said, it is written in the book, the just, how should they live? By faith. God wants all of his people, all of his children, let's say it together, to walk by faith. The just, the chosen one, the born again Christian, his children. He wants us all to walk by faith. Faith should be a way of living for every one of us. Faith should be a way into righteousness for us. 
Faith is a way of thanking for the child of God. Faith is a way of believing as God's chosen people. Faith is a way of speaking in God's kingdom. Faith is really the only way to respond to issues in our life. For the just, let's say it together, the just, God's chosen ones, shall live. How we're going to live? How we're going to live every day? By faith. What is faith? It's a confidence assurance. Say with me, a confidence assurance that a negative circumstance in my life has great potential to change in my life. Another way to say it is that I'm believing God is going to turn my impossible situation around to the possible. And I think one of my favorite definitions of faith is that it's fully trusting God that he's going to turn my situation out for my good. That whatever may be going on in my life, that I've fully got to trust God. The God, I'm laying it into your hands. And no matter what it looks like in the natural at this point in my life, I'm trusting that when I put it into your hands, that you're going to turn it out for my good. Now, this is how it looks like in the, the natural Right now. Say right now. But God, when I put it into your hands and lay it into your hands, faith is cultivated when I trust him that he's going to turn it out for my good. That God, I'm putting it in your hands. And I know the enemy is, is, is lying to me and telling me, that this situation is not going to work out in my life, but my faith is trusting you fully that all things are going to work together for who's good? For my good. Say for my good. So I want to give you, I want to give you, I think, four building blocks to build your faith on. And I really believe if you will take these four building blocks that I feel like the Lord has downloaded into me that you can build your faith where God's going to say, let's say the natural, and God's going to turn it into the spiritual of what God wants to do in my life. God's going to take the way it looks in the natural, and he's going to turn it out uh, the way that I want God to work it out in my life. Now, if you have a lost loved one, how many have lost loved ones? And you believe by faith God's going to God's going to save them. Or maybe you hear this morning this sickness in your body. I, I, I don't know what it is. Or God, you want God to restore a relationship. I could go on and on and on. But it's in the natural. It's in the natural. But God, I, I, you, if, if it's going to be turned around, you're going to have to turn around. And I'm going to believe by faith. I want to give you four things that you're going to have to be active in. How many of you know that, that faith is an action on our part? We've got to have faith. Without faith, let's say it together, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Number one, number one building block 
And don't take this for granted is through the word of God. Okay, through the word of God. You cannot build your faith without the word of God. Faith says the same thing the word of God says. Let me say that again. Write that down. Faith says the same thing that the word of God says. Not what your friends say. Not what someone else tells you about your situation. Not what the local news says. Not what uh, Facebook says. Not any of the so what the social media says, because it's really getting crazy. But faith is saying the exact thing that the Word of God says about your situation. So, Pastor, how do I how do I do that? How do I how do I do that? Whatever your situation may be, put the word of God on it. Go take your time, find out in your schedule, and get in the word of God. If you're going to build your faith, church, you cannot skip reading the word of God. You have got, I can't emphasize that enough, you've got to spend time in the word of the living God. Because it's active. It's active. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword, the Bible says. So how do I do that? Give me application. How do I do that? Maybe you're fighting fear and anxiety in your life. This is what Deuteronomy chapter 31.8 says. If, I'm going to give you an example. You're fighting fear and anxiety is going on in your life. Number one, I'm going to use the word of God to take it from the natural into what God, I want God to do in the spiritual. I don't want to live in fear and anxiety. I want to live in peace. The Bible says the peace of God that passes all understanding. I want that in my life. I want the peace of God reigning in my life. How many have enough anxiety and fear going on in your life right now? And you don't want any more of it. You want to walk your life out in peace. So how do I do that? By faith. Deuteronomy chapter 31.8 tells us. The Lord himself goes, say, before you. And will be with you. So I have fear and anxiety in my life, and I'm going to use the word of God on it. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He, God, will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. So when I have fear and I have anxiety in my life, I'm going to pull out the word of God and I'm going to pull out Deuteronomy chapter 31.8 and the Lord himself shall go before me and he'll be with you and he, God, will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid or do not be discouraged. While depression can make you feel lonely, God 
is still there. He's never going anywhere. You cannot live on your feelings. Write this down. You cannot live on your feelings and faith at the same time. Well, Pastor, I, I feel like this. This is what I've heard. This is what's been said. This is how I, this is how I feel about my situation. Is your feelings and how you feel and how you think and line up with the Word of God? If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then go to the Word of God and put the Word of God on your situation, not your feelings and not your emotions. Come on, church, that's good. We live too much off of our feelings and our emotions. We live way too much off of our feelings and our emotions. And we think our feelings and our emotions are going to change our situation. And it will never change our situation because we are to live by faith and live by what the written word of God tells you and I. Philippians chapter 1 in verse 13 says, I can do, let's say, it, let's say it together, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. This is one of my favorite Bible passages of scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm going to look at the word of God to put it on my situation of whatever I'm facing to build my faith. Psalms chapter 107 says this, verse 20. He sent his word. Say this with me. He sent his word to heal them. What, what did he send? He sent his word to heal them. So it's the written word of God. I want to say this uh, as well. The Word of God is your spiritual lifeline, not somebody else. The written Word of God is your spiritual lifeline, not somebody else. Once again, I said this just a few minutes ago. You need to get in the Word of God and let the Word of God be the foundation on whatever's going on in your life. You have to be active and you've got to get in there and you've got to dig and you've got to get in there and find the Scripture and put it on your situation. And brothers and sisters, when you do, God will start to work in your life. The second thing is, and I've said this before, when you're asking God to do something great in your life and you need to take it from the natural into the spirit realm and God change it, listen, stay away from negative people. I can't emphasize that enough in your life. When you want God to do something in your life and when it's in the natural and you want to take it to the spirit realm and God to change it, stay away from negative people. Amen? The Word of God says this about your circumstance, but someone else says this. I am more concerned about what the Word of God says than I am about what somebody else says about my circumstance. When you're going through something in your life, 
Listen, filter out the negative people in your life. Why? Why, Pastor? Because that negative person is looking at what it looks like in the natural. I don't want to be around someone that is looking at it in the natural. I'm fighting the enemy enough with me looking at it in the natural. Right? I don't need somebody to add to that fire. I need someone beside me that is faith-filled. That talks in faith. That believes by faith. Because negative people will weaken your faith, church. Negative people will weaken your faith. And I don't want somebody weaken my faith. I'm trying to build my faith up. And I don't need someone around me that's always talking negative about my circumstance. Because when you start whining and crying about the issue you got, you can pick up a lot of people to whine and cry with you. Come on, amen? It don't take long to pick up some negative people along the way. Well, I'm going through this. Yeah, I'm going through it too. Well, yeah, my grandmother died from that. And my great-granddaddy had that problem. And just on and on. By faith, God said in Psalms chapter 9, 91, I shall live and not die, declares the Lord. God said, I'm going to give you some years upon this earth to prosper and do things I have in store for you. Stay away from negative people. 2 Corinthians chapter 6.14 says this. Be ye not unequally yoked together. Which means be very careful hanging around people that is always speaking negative things about your circumstance. I want someone around me that is building my, say, faith. I want to be around somebody that operates in the supernatural. Come on. I want someone that believes in the supernatural. Not getting weird and doing crazy stuff. But I need someone that is spirit-filled, walking with God, that loves God, that's dedicated to God, that walks by faith and not by sight. When I'm in going through something in my life, I need somebody that's positive, believes in the Word of God, that is a prayer warrior, that they can step up with me and say, I believe that you're healed. By the stripes on the back of Jesus, he says, you're healed, and I believe by faith, sir, or, 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 or lady, that you are healed, and somebody that's speaking faith into me. I don't need somebody talking negative. Over my life. Stay away from negative people. Get around people that believe in walking by faith and not by sight. Get, in, get with people that believe in you and that will pray over you, speak over you. Once again, stay away from negative 
people. So what's the first thing I'm going to do if I'm going to take my situation from the natural and see God turn it around? What I'm going to do, number one, I'm going to do what? I'm going to get in the Word of God. Number two, what I'm going to make sure? Stay away from negative people. And number three, to build strong faith, you must have a holy boldness. Why do we, why do we put up with everything the devil whispers in our ears? Why do we allow the enemy day after day after day to tear us down? Why do we allow the devil to bring havoc in our life and in our mind on a daily basis? To build strong faith, you must have holy boldness. You're going to have to walk out and claim the promises of God right in the face of the enemy. Listen, church, write that down. You're going to have to step out on the promises of God and speak the word of God right in the face of the enemy. You do not have to back up to the enemy. You're going to have to stand with holy boldness against the enemy. The devil wants no part of somebody that knows who they are in Jesus Christ. Why? Because the devil knows that he was defeated over 2,000 years ago. When you stand with holy boldness in the power and might of the Holy Spirit and start quoting the word of God, it's like hitting the devil upside the head with a spiritual baseball bat. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19 says, Remember, church, we do not have to back up to the enemy. When are we going to stand up to the enemy when we have situations in our life? When are we going to stand up with holy boldness? Do you know you have all of heaven backing you up? You have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob backing you up. You have the creator to back you up. You have the God of, and this is three generations, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, I'll get it right here in a minute, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob backing you up. You have all power in heaven backing you up. Why do we walk around most of our Christian walk allowing the enemy to defeat us. Just because you're a Christian does not mean you're always walking around winning. Right? You've got to stand up to the enemy. I love Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Stand up against your situation that's looking you in the face and say, I have given you all authority, Jesus said. Jesus told his disciples, now just think about this. Let this sink in. I've quoted this scripture many times. Jesus is going back to his heavenly father. He's getting ready to send back to his heavenly father. And he looks to his, the 12 disciples. And look at what he tells them just before he leaves. He says, I've given you the authority. Which he's given every one of us the authority. Over 
Say with me, over all the power of the enemy. Y'all didn't? One, one of them, one of you said it. Okay, I wouldn't want you on my front line of a football team, okay? Lord Jesus, okay? We'd be 0 and 15, okay? He said, I've given you, come on, I've given you all the power over the enemy. And to walk among serpents and scorpions and to crush them, nothing shall harm you. Now, what, what, is, what does that mean? I mean, what, what, what does that mean? What's the application? What does that mean when I, I dig in and look into that scripture and commentary? What's it, what does it mean? It's pretty simple. When, when I got a situation in the natural in my life that needs to change, and the devil keeps lying to me and telling me it's not going to change. And how many times has the devil tormented you, not only lied to you, but torment you? That it's never going to change. Well, you have the authority and you have the power in the name of Jesus to tell the enemy that I have the power and the authority to use this word of God in my situation. Take the word of God and whatever the word of God is speaking and saying and look the devil in the face, stand up with his shoulders back, and say, I have all the authority over this situation, Satan. You are a liar. You are defeated. And it is going to change in Jesus' name. Now, when are we going to... I guess one of the questions I want to ask us this morning. When... Are we going to take our place in the kingdom of God that he has given us? He said, I've, I've given you the authority. I want it to sink in. He said, I've given you, well, me? You know, I'm, I'm little nothing in the kingdom of God. I, Hadn't read my Bible, but so much prayed, but so much. I, 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 no, he's given you the authority. Now, brothers and sisters, the pastor can't be at everybody's house. The pastor can't go to, to work with you. And there's days that you're stronger than I am. You're going to have to be going down the road to work in the morning or at your home or just before you go to bed and get down on your knees. And you're going to let, have to let the devil know that you have the authority, not him. Now, you wonder why you used to hear the old grandmothers down on their knees. I used to hear my mom and they're just crying out to God on their knees and walk out of that bedroom in victory? Because you know what? They were letting the devil know who was boss. They were letting the devil know that you don't have my kids. They were letting the devil know I am healed in Jesus' name. 
They were letting the devil know that I have all authority and all power in Jesus' name. When are we going to take our position in Jesus Christ over the issue in our life? Because it will change. But you're going to have to be active in taking your position. And number four leads me right into number four. Faith acts on the word of God. Say with me. Faith acts on the word of God. There's a lot of hearers, but very few doers. Say with me, there's a lot of few here, there's a lot of hearers, but only a few doers. We need to act on the word of God. You want God to show up and respond to your prayer? Then you need to start acting upon the scripture. Joshua 1.8 tells us just that. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you may prosper and have great success. Begin to practice being a doer of the word of God, not a hearer only. I'm going to give you an example. James chapter 1 and verse 22. It says, do what God is teaching us. When you only listen and do nothing, you are fooling yourselves. So I'm going to give you an example. The Bible teaches us about tithing. You give 10% of your paycheck to God and God will financially bless you. How many of you have been paying your tithes for a long time? How many, look at all the hands. How many God has blessed you? How many gods prospered? You remember when you didn't have much and you started being obedient and acting on the word of God and doing what God said through tithing and offerings and God blessed you. God said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you if you what? Act upon the word of God and pay your tithes. Just an example. Action is faith. I've got to act on the word of God. God says give 10% of each paycheck. And I wrote down. Okay? Not one out of three. Not three out of four. Not whenever you want to. Not just when you show up at church and skip the rest. Not give your tithes to grandmother or Aunt Susie. It's not for the bingo night or vacation for the auction next week. Or for the new tires I need on my car. Or the baseball game I want to go to. Can I give 3% or can I just give a few dollars to the and pay for the rest of my bills? Or can I give when I just come to church? The question of all of that is, say with me, no. The Bible says act on the word of God. Malachi 3, 8, 10 tells you and I what to do when you act on it. Can a person rob God? You are robbing me, God says. How are we robbing you, they say, in tithes and offerings? You're bound for judgment because you're robbing me. The whole nation is guilty. This is a prime example, and i just give you an example. Don't get mad at me because I, I didn't write Malachi 3, 8, and 10. I, I didn't write it. 
I'm just telling you what it says. It's, I'm not going to, we're not going to sell stuff here so you can pay your tithes to, and, and, and then try to get more money uh, 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 selling this or that. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. So don't get mad at me, okay? But if you'll do as the Word of God says and act on the Word of God, it's going to change your circumstances. I, I, I wrote down, Pastor, I quoted scripture over my finances. That's good. I hang around other Christians to, that uh, pay their tithes. I tell the enemy he is defeated over my money in Jesus' name. That sounds all good, doesn't it? You know all three of them sound great? <laughs> they ain't going to do you a bit of good. Until you pick up your paycheck and you see what 10% of it is. It's just very easy math and say, that belongs to God. And then you act upon what belongs to God, right? So if your finances are falling apart and you don't know where your next dollar is coming from, you might want to check and see if you are acting on the word of God. That principle applies that I just gave you, applies to every scripture in the book that God is saying act upon when it comes to your faith. So number one, I'm going to put the word of God on it, right? I'm going to stay away from negative people. I'm going to stand in boldness, and I'm going to act upon God's word. I am telling you, church, if you will do that in action, you've got to do it. You've got to put action to your feet, to your faith. You can't just think about it. You just can't meditate on it. You just can't tell a friend about the sermon. You've got to act on it. If you will act on the word of God, then God is going to change your circumstance. But you've got to be active. You've got to put feet to it. And you've got to speak to the enemy. And I believe with all my heart that God will change your situation around. And I hope this helped you this morning. Because I believe by faith, if you'll do those things, that God will change that situation around. But you're going to have to be active. You just can't hope it's going to happen because it's not. But if you work on these four principles, I'm telling you, God is going to speak to that situation in your life, and he's going to turn it around. Amen? How many believe that? Let's stand. Praise the Lord. How many of you got something in your life, and I've asked, asked this earlier, you've got something in your life right now that you want God to do? Come on, how, how many you want God to do it? Amen. I want you this week taking four principles out of God, and I want you to start on a journey of whatever it is. You get the word, you put scripture on it. You find scripture, this word. For every situation in your life, right, Brother Dale? There's a word for that situation in this book. 
Do you find it? Every day, you quote it. You memorize that word. As you're going in the car by yourself, you keep quoting it over that situation. You make sure you stay away from negative people. You stand up in boldness to the enemy and say, God, you're going to change this thing around. And Satan, I want to let you know, you, you might as well just quit whispering in my ear because you are a liar and God's going to change it around. And you act upon the word. And I'm telling you, God's going to change That's some good news this morning. Isn't that good news that God's going to change my situation around? That's good news. It's God, God's going to put a smile on your face. It's good news, right? God's going to do it. The devil, listen church, the devil has beat us down so much. Daddy, Pop, he's beat us down so much in our life. I mean, he has brought havoc in our life, beating us down. But I'm telling you, we will act on the principles I give you this morning. God's going to turn it around, Sister Nancy. He's going to turn it around by faith. Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, this word is active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And God, I'm believing by faith when I use this word of God word of the living God and I step out by faith you're going to change our situation around thank you Lord that we live in America we could come to the house of God this morning to, to get fed and worship and in the word and if you're here this morning you say pastor will you join with me before we leave in the situation I got in my life right now just raise your hands. Whatever it is you may be going through in your life. And we're going to pray for each other this morning. So before we leave, and as I'm going to ask them to raise worship up and start singing a little bit, I want us to pray for each other this morning by faith. Let's do that right now. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters right now. I thank you, Lord, that Lord, you know what they got going on in their life this morning. Lord, I don't know what they're, they're facing this morning, but you do. And God, I'm asking you by faith this morning, God. God, some of them are, we got people here this morning that is hurting, Lord, in their life. God, they're, they're, they're fighting some things in their life. But by faith, God, we're believing, God, that you're going to change this situation around. Enemy, we speak to you this morning. You're a liar. You're defeated. We're not walking by what we see this morning. What we see in the natural is not how it's going to turn out for us. We're walking with eyes of faith. We see our children walking with God. We see our grandkids 
walking with God. We see our family saved. We see our careers flourishing. We see relationships flourishing. God, we see you doing mighty things. We see people making more money, God, where you can, they're going to bless your kingdom. God, we just see you healing husbands and wives. And we see you going in and healing things in people's bodies and healing marriages, God. Lord, we're believing by faith, God, right now. We pray over this situation of people in our church, God, that, that has COVID. We pray over Pastor Steve and Cindy right now. Come on, church. Let's pray for a few minutes. God, we pray right now. You're more than enough, Father. Come on, church. Let's pray for study up coming on September the 18th, uh, and that is in the uh, evening, and of course, our September the 18th luncheon for our young adults, so praise the Lord. I want to I thank everybody for your tithes and offerings. How many of you know the tithes and offerings is what keeps, uh, keeps this church going, amen? And so I want to thank everybody for your tithes and offerings. And uh, I want to pray over our tithes and offerings this morning. How many of you know that God wants to bless us? How many of you know that God wants to bless us? But you have to be obedient. Amen. Let's pray over our tithes and offerings. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, you're a good, good father. Father, you take care of your children, God. And God, we pray over our finances right now, God. You see the bills see the bills that are for us, but God, you are a God that opens up the witness of heaven and pours out a blessing 
beyond anything that we could dream or we could think or we could imagine. So God, I'm asking you through the power of the Holy Spirit that you will give us increase, God. Church, let's say increase. Come on, let's say increase. increase. God, that you're in, giving us increase financially, Father. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for keeping us healthy. Thank you for keeping your hand upon us. Thank you for protecting us up on the highway. Thank you for being such a good, good father. We love you and worship you today, Father, in Jesus' name. God bless you, and you have a wonderful, wonderful week in the Lord.